name, not your policy number. That's Wanamingo Insurance Agency in Wanamingo at WGoMutual.com. It's 7.01. Coming up in just a moment or so, Rich Larson will be back in with a look at news. That actually just a few minutes, but we're going to kind of break away from our normal schedule right now because we have uh, United States Senator Tina Smith joining us from Washington. Senator, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm well, Jeff. Good morning to you. What else? Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to uh, to talk with us today. I know you have some. Uh, you're working on a uh, bill right now that uh, has uh, to do with a lot of uh, a lot of people who are listing right now, and that is uh, the rural community and rural renewable energy. It's been a topic, yeah. and you're addressing that now. Tell us, uh, tell us about uh, what you've been working on here. Well, earlier this week, I had a chance to chair a subcommittee of the Ag Committee with Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa, and we were talking all about the power of renewable energy in rural communities to jumpstart jobs and opportunity for folks. You know, renewable energy is rural energy, and uh, Senator Ernst and I were really excited to shine a light on what we can do to be expanding um, certainly both wind and solar power, which is so important to keeping utility prices low and also um, addressing our significant climate challenges, but also the work that we can do to support uh, renewable fuels, um, uh, ethanol and advanced biofuels. We heard from experts from Minnesota and Iowa about uh, what this means for creating jobs and creating new revenue opportunities for Farmers, it was a really positive conversation. And a little later today, I'm going to be introducing a bill to support the REAP program, which is essentially a, a, a loan and grant program to help uh, farmers and others in rural communities um, install or do renewable energy on their properties. It's very popular, and I'm excited to be able to get that done. Yeah, good. Now, tell us a little bit about, I guess, the mechanisms that you'd like to use to to, uh, to get renewable energy uh, more prevalent in the rural areas. Is there finances involved? You, you'd mentioned the uh, grant uh, and aid program. Uh, does it is it more poli- Is there policy involved with this as well? There is. There is. Uh, there's really a, a variety of things that we can do. One uh, key thing that I'm focused on is we look at the big infrastructure package that we're working on here in Washington is to support something called a clean electricity standard, which would be a um, incentive for power companies, including rural electric co-ops um, and, and uh, municipal power companies, to add clean energy to their uh, to their mix. So this is something that I think is going to be really, it, I mean, we know that this is really popular around the country. People want to see more clean energy. The beauty of this, of course, is that you can do it without um, having a, an impact on utility prices, which is also really important to people because they don't want to find themselves paying um, more for their electricity. So I think there's just a lot we can do. Another thing that I'm working on, another policy that can make a big difference if you want to support um, biofuels, where Minnesota is so strong, is to let's install more blender pumps around the country so that people who want to choose biofuels with a higher mix of ethanol uh, have that choice. And of course, that's good for Minnesota farmers. And it's also good if you want to reduce um, uh, our carbon footprint, which we're able to do with renewable fuels. We're talking once again with U.S. Senator Tina Smith from Washington. Uh, you also have uh, some, uh, if you could talk about the, uh, I guess, the reception across the aisle. Are Republicans in on this? And what about the House? Is it, uh, is, does this have some momentum? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, the um, um, much the con- the conversation that I had and the hearing that I led with Senator Ernst earlier this week was highly bipartisan. There is a lot of bipartisan support for renewable fuels and um, and, and those programs, and good bipartisan support for the uh, REAP program, which helps uh, um, agricultural producers um, install renewable energy systems. Uh, and so that, you know, I think that's a good building block for us. Now, I have to tell you, we still uh, work hard to get Republican support for some of the more um, significant uh, policy changes that we need to take to address um, the climate change challenges that we're facing. And boy, we've certainly seen that in Minnesota and across the country these last few weeks with this um, heat wave and a growing uh, drought problem. Uh, so I think we have work to do to get stronger bipartisan support, but we have some ground that we can build from with some of these renewable fuel programs. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about consolidation within the uh, cattle market. That's kind yeah. of a separate issue, but still rural, and it's uh, 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 something you've been working on. Yes, this is a significant issue for cow-calf operations and cattle producers in Minnesota and around the country. What's happening is that we have four big companies which control over 80% of the processing capacity for beef in this country. And what's happening is that the uh, cattle producers are getting squeezed. They're getting pennies on the dollar for their um, for their beef. And of course, consumers we're seeing are paying more for beef at the grocery store. So I've joined up with Senator Mike Rounds, Republican from uh, South Dakota, to call on the Justice Department to look into this and to understand what anti-competitive behavior might be happening here and what we need to do about it. You know, it's, this is a big issue for all uh, cattle producers, but I'm particularly worried about the smaller and beginning farmers and the farmers of color in Minnesota who are struggling to find smaller meat processors uh, uh, to um, uh, process their beef. And we just don't have nearly the diversity and the resilience in our processing system that we need. And um, that's what we're going to work on. We had a great hearing about this yesterday in the um, Senate Ag Committee. And also very strong bipartisan interest in this. Boy, I would think so. That's a problem that I guess, uh, you know, as uh, your average kind of small town person, I didn't realize that that was uh, such an issue. There's only four uh, uh, meat processing companies that really dominate the market. That's That's alarming. It's, and if you think about it also, two of those companies are not even American companies. And, you know, it used to be when my grandmother was uh, young and when I went to go visit her, every town had a, you know, its own uh, butchering and meat locker and people could go there to get their cows processed, get their beef cows processed. And it, that's just not there anymore. There's been so much concentration and consolidation. And I'm concerned, of course, about what that means for the resilience of our, our communities. We're working on legislation that would help to um, encourage and support those um, smaller processors, which I think would be a good thing, especially for, um, uh, especially for beginning farmers, smaller farmers. All right. Well, that's uh, those are a couple of things that we'll be following here in Northfield. Senator, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I know you're short on time, but is there anything else you'd like to uh, pass along? I just appreciate the chance to talk with you all, and I hope everyone stays cool today. All right. Thanks once again for joining us. We appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Dina Smith, U.S. Senator from uh, Minnesota, Junior Senator from Minnesota, joining us.